Welcome back to the Voices in Japan podcast with Ben and Burke. If you have ever visited Japan or if you live in the country, then you know that plastic is used everywhere. Convenience stores give out multiple plastic bags per customer. There are single use plastics everywhere for Japanese bento boxes. And of course, vending machines everywhere selling all sorts of drinks in plastic bottles. On the flip side, Japan is very, very strict about its recycling and garbage、uh, disposal. Probably has one of the strictest systems in the world. It's very, very confusing and hard to keep up with, and it changes depending on the location. Where we live in Sapporo, there are at least four or five different categories by which you're supposed to separate your trash from burnable garbage to non burnable garbage to plastics to bottles and cans to plastic bottles to recyclable paper、uh, to batteries. It's very, very complex. Despite that very strict system, there is some controversy about how much of its plastic Japan actually recycles, and we explore that a little bit in today's episode. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please remember to continue sharing us with your friends, leave us a rating and review on iTunes, and maybe even consider、uh, giving a donation to the show to help pay for our studio costs or some of the other small expenses that go into producing the show. All right, now on to the episode. 
wrappings, stuff like that. And then we have the bottles and cans, which we all put together with the pet bottles as well. So, yeah, in our house, we have three. And then if there's, like, a lot of cardboard and clothes, we throw that out separately. Yeah. But we don't usually have a lot of cardboard, so we just, like, kind of gather it all up. And then, then there's, like, a cardboard dumping area, like, in a supermarket near our place that we just drop it off Okay, probably every maybe two or three weeks something like that yeah because they uh yeah they do that uh, as they call it in japanese dumbbell or whatever which yeah. is like corrugated cardboard or whatever right but that that could also go into the burnable right yeah it could and how small if you want to be a, if you want to be a rebel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean but, you you put that article up on uh, the facebook page yeah, right, about the trash thing. I actually didn't read that. What did, what did, what did it say? <laughs> Thank you for being active participants <laughs> on your own face. And, and I want to clear clear up something about that because you've said before too that you don't use Facebook. But people who are listening should know that I'm not the only person posting stuff up there. Ben is posting stuff. Up I do. There. I do post stuff. He, M- he, mostly just, pictures. He's just not paying attention to anything that I put up there. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm finding out right now. Uh, yeah, well, it was this, I don't know if you've noticed before, but like Sapporo Station, a lot of places, if you go up to the, the, the place where you put the glass bottles or plastic bottles, whatever kind of bottle, there's two different holes. One is for glass and one is for plastic bottles. But, um, if you look inside, they're all going into the same bag. Right. Yeah. So basically those that separation has no meaning well that's what uh it confuses everyone to think that but the, what the article said was that uh and i don't know if this is true or not but they interviewed a few different places to ask why it was that way i think they interviewed some companies and basically they said that it's to try to uh remind people that there is supposed to be a separation so like at their own home that they're hopefully separating their pet bottles from glass or cans and stuff so it's kind of to help reinforce that habit to people of separating the two types of uh, containers. So if they see that at the, at the garbage can, then that's supposed to help remind them of what they say. But I think it's just like they probably got lazy. <laughs> people were just throwing them into the wrong bin anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we'll just make it one big well, bag. Well, I've, I've seen, you know, a lot of places they have just the bottle rubbish bin. Right, where it's like pet bottles only. But I always see like a lot of crap in there as well, like just people thrown in, you know, just just plastic stuff. So maybe an onigiri wrapper, plastic bag, they'll throw it into that place too. Yeah. And yeah, naturally, yeah, I've I've done that a few times as well where I've had like, you know, a plastic bag and I'll just sneak it in there. Yeah, because you don't want to carry it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, people don't really abide by the rules too much. But there, I mean, there's there's someone that separates it eventually, anyway, don't they? Yeah, well, you you obviously think so. <laughs> no, I think so too. I, I mean, I think they have to because again, just go blindly up, right? Trusting can't trust people. everyone, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, everyone trusts this whole. I mean, everyone works quite hard. Not everyone, but most people, it seems like, works quite hard to do this whole garbage separation thing. But if you read any about like how much is actually recycled and stuff no i haven't have you yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> there's a couple articles about that and it's you mean a, how how much is actually recycled yeah 
because like Japan boasts that it recycles like eighty four percent of its trash or something, mm-hmm. or eighty eighty four percent of it's a lot. They say eighty six percent of the nine. So this is actually uh, specifically about plastic, but eighty six percent of the nine million tons of plastic waste that Japan generates every year is recycled. And it says just eight percent is burned, and the rest is sent to landfills. Oh man! But this eighty-six percent is actually very misleading uh, because it says that in fact, I mean, there's basically three types of recycling: there's material recycling, chemical recycling, and then incineration, according to Japan's definition of recycling. And uh, material recycling is basically what everyone thinks is re- about when they think recycling, like. Pet bottles are broken down and made into other pet bottles. Chemical recycling is like the plastic is broken down into its constituents and then uh, remade into a new type of plastic. And then Japan calls the other type of recycling thermal recycling, where it's basically incinerated to produce heat and electricity. Oh, right. Okay. So 58% of what they're saying is actually recycled is not is just actually burned <laughs> uh but they're calling it recycling because they're using it to produce electricity yeah. from the heat and japan like claims that it's uh technology uh because it reduces like so many or eliminates so many of the uh dioxins and uh particulate matter and stuff that they claim that this is like really clean uh technology but actually it produces like carbon dioxide. Right. So it's actually uh, pretty bad for the environment. So they're not as environmentally friendly as they make out they are to be. Yeah, yeah. and uh, exactly. And they say that. And then apparently like another 14% is exported uh, to poor Asian countries. Of course, they used to export a lot to China, but yeah. China like stopped accepting it. I'm sure a lot of it probably goes to the Philippines and stuff like that because they have like a huge... Uh, you know rubbish problem there just like huge areas of land that just dumped with rubbish right yeah Yeah. well that's the thing like nobody knows like when they're sending it overseas if it's actually recycled or not yeah do you think there's a japan has a problem with plastic use are you kidding me man (laughs) it's so bad man (laughs) it is the most unbelievable actually Man, great uh, website, Rising Wasabi. Did you ever yeah, check that out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A satirical website. Uh, did you see that article they put out like a couple months ago? It was saying that because uh, for this year's Olympics, they're saying that uh, uh, the medals that they're going to use have been made from like uh, gathering uh, precious materials from like old cell phones and stuff. Use cell phones. Oh, right. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, but the uh, <laughs> Rising Wasabi put out an article that said uh, that all the medals would be. Uh, uh, wrapped in plastic for the uh, competitors <laughs> and in some of the plastic bags they would include like a plastic fork fork for certain people you know <laughs> like, they love using plastic out here i don't know it's just, it's such a weird thing they always talk about you know recycle recycle but you go into a convenience store and the first thing they do is like they put everything in plastic bags and and they separate certain things so they put like certain foods in one plastic bag and then They'll put another kind of food that you bought in a different plastic bag. So then you've got two plastic bags. And the things they don't even ask you as well, you know, and they don't charge you. Whereas at least in supermarkets, they charge you, you know, five yen or, yeah, five yen or three yen for a plastic bag. You know, but whereas back in England, everyone has, you know, they usually carry like eco bags 
and they always charge you for a plastic bag and they always ask you if you want one but that's what i really don't like about the convenience stores here because a lot of people use those and even for the smallest thing usually they'll put it in a plastic bag i bought like one can of beer tonight and she put it in a plastic bag i didn't have enough time to stop her unfortunately i was like not really paying attention usually i kind of say you know i don't i don't need a plastic bag but they're so quick at it you know and then once once they've put it in there and they've given it to you and then I, you know I feel all awkward oh actually i don't need it take it out but yeah I, I you know i think they should at least ask everyone if you want one and then people would probably say no you know yeah i've gotten i've started to get pretty annoyed by it and actually if they'll just put something in a bag like you're just saying like i'll take it out and i'll put the bag back and you know say like i don't need it you know fukuro idonai or idamasen or something but uh yeah like this bread shop over here in Sapporo station like you buy like three or four different pieces of bread like they'll wrap each one in its own individual plastic bag and like you said put that in another big plastic bag and uh yeah the convenience store also like you were saying like if you get something heated up like a bento they'll put everything besides bento into one plastic bag and then they'll put the bento into another plastic <laughs> bag and stuff so and, and just like you said uh before you have a chance to say anything and people say it has to do with like one uh, Japan's obsession with like hygiene or number two like again the samotanashi thing it seems like very very polite or something but yeah it's a it's a huge problem I mean do you carry your own my bag yeah my bag as yeah, yeah. As, as I carry at least like one or two plastic bags with me wherever I go like one that I've you know got from the supermarket or something just in case I go shopping somewhere and I'll put it in there but we I have a an eco bag as well that I carry around most of the time. But yeah, like just in the supermarket, how they just wrap like all the food up, especially like with, with meats. I don't know why they do that. Why do they, you know, they have, you know, the meat's already wrapped up anyway, but then they put it in another plastic bag, yeah. like it's own separate plastic bag, especially like meat and fish. And then, you know, my, I asked some Japanese people why they do that. And they said, because meat, the juices like leak or something so it can leak outside of the plastic covering i think it's sometimes like, it can you know, so what you know, it might leak a bit but it's not gonna it might make your food a little bit dirty but you can wash that meat juice off can't you yeah well the other thing is too if you buy like three different types of meat they'll give you like three plastic bags for each type of meat yeah instead of just putting it all into just one bag um they do the same with the vegetables too usually yeah. like if, it, if the vegetable doesn't have some kind of wrapping over it like i bought like an orange the other day and then she'd put it in a separate plastic bag and then put that into another plastic bag and it's like the orange has got skin <laughs> i'm not, I'm not <laughs> gonna eat the skin <laughs> yeah well like the in the supermarkets i mean you'll see like cucumbers or uh you know like tomatoes or something each one wrapped individually sitting on the shelf or if you go into like convenience stores, just like bananas wrapped individually, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the person yeah. just wants to buy like one banana or something. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. It's presentation, like it looks nice, I guess. Well, it does. It seems like I mean, it seems like they're going out of their way to be very, very like, you know, give a little bit of luxury to the customer. Like, look how clean it is and well taken care of and everything. But it's, I mean, it's just such a huge problem, plastic that. It would seem, and I'm. What do you think? Do you think this like charging people actually helps to deter people from using plastic bags? Because it's only like, I mean, sometimes it's only like two yen or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, two or three yen. I think it 
has a, it makes people think about it a bit more. Like at least like every time I go grocery shopping now, I always try to remember to take a bag because I don't want to get charged. Uh, I don't want to buy a new one, you know, because then I'm just going to keep collecting more and more bags. So I think it does help a little bit to charge. Yeah, for sure. Mm. But I think everyone should have a, one of those eco bags anyway. I remember I thought it was like one of the uh, most useful Japanese phrases I learned when I came to Japan because I just heard somebody say it at the convenience store uh, when they didn't want it put into a plastic bag or something. And they just say, Sono mama de idas. Yeah, that's Sono what I always just say. Sono mama idas. Yeah. 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 So that's a, that's a useful phrase for you travelers if you're in a convenience store. Just say, Sono mama idas. Yeah. yeah. I mean,. Yeah, it's just pretty shocking. I mean, they were saying actually, like Japan, around Japan, it has like the most microplastics of like any country uh, in the ocean around the the uh, coast of the country. More than any other country, Japan has microplastics in the water and stuff. Which yeah, I mean, Japan is really clean. I mean, they're notorious for being super clean. Like if you go to the cities and stuff, but have you noticed that beaches are not clean? Yeah, well, there was uh, just some advertisement for, like, uh, beach cleanup day for uh, Dream Beach out there. Yeah, It's yeah. taking place, I think, this month or something. Um, but, yeah, you do kind of notice quite a bit of trash on the beaches. Yeah, beaches and, and parks as well sometimes. Like, I play tennis down by the river, and every every time I play there, there's always, like, some rubbish that someone's left underneath the bench like a plastic bag full of just rubbish and, and you know why don't they just take it with them but there's this whole you know thing that the the japanese it's all about they they're clean when they're in public you know it's like this put to give this public persona this image of being really clean but when there's no one around to see it then they kind of drop that persona no, so like the beach because if there's not many people at the beach they usually use it I'm not saying like everyone but it has been used as like a bit of a dumping ground so you find like washing machines a lot of rubbish i've seen i've seen people drive up to the beach when i've been down there and just like dump out like a big bag of rubbish oh really you know? yeah yeah and i've heard of it from other people read about it online just like some people just seeing cars drive up and just throwing out rubbish into the beach oh jeez yeah, and just use it as a dumping ground I've never seen that, but I definitely, like you said, I do see trash on the beach or down in the park sometimes. And the other thing is, like, a lot of times there's not, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but there's not public trash cans around too much. Yeah, yeah. It's like, even if you do see garbage, it's not always easy to pick it up and get rid of it because there's nowhere to get rid of it. Right. So either you're gonna Especially carry in parks, there. there's not many yeah. rubbish bins, right? Yeah, so you're just going to be <clears throat> walking home with somebody else's trash in your hand, uh, you know. If, if it's or just like leave it there yeah so they just hide it hide it under the bench or something like that yeah yeah I mean your place is obviously very clean like houses are very clean mm. and schools are very clean because you know the Japanese are taught at a young age to clean up after themselves you know they they clean their schools the students clean the schools and yeah, if you walk around cities, it's it's super clean, which is great. 
you know and I, I i think there's a tip my hat to them that they keep everything so clean actually they're they're probably a lot cleaner than than i am like i'm i'm not very clean at all you know but my my house is clean because my girlfriend's so good at cleaning you know hoovers every day does the dishes all the time and i you know i do a little bit of work but she's pretty much at it every day yeah yeah just out of habit can i ask like where 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 do you make your contributions i I wash the, the dishes at night and i take out the rubbish okay yeah and i sometimes do the vacuuming if i <clears throat> notice that the the carpet's kind of dirty or something but she pretty much does it every morning as like a yeah it's like her routine kind of thing yeah it was uh we uh there was actually a an advertisement that came to our our house what's called like a flyer talking about like house cleaning service all right and uh, just out of curious, curiosity, I was asking my wife how much it was, and it was like, I can't remember, like maybe 3,000 yen per hour or something, but you had to pay for the first two hours or something. And I was like, we don't need to do that. And she's like, why not? I was like, because you're so much less expensive. <laughs> and, That's not uh, too bad, 3,000 yen an hour. It's not. I mean, it's just like paying for like an English lesson or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you think about it, like how much can they get done in an hour, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think they could probably do quite a lot. Well, if they're professional, then maybe they can't. But the thing is, you have to buy at least two hours, and then the next hour after that is 3000 Right. So you got to pay like 6000 up front. Yeah. How much do you think you could clean up in, in an hour? Do you think you could uh, clean up your whole apartment in an hour? Uh, Well, if it's already pretty clean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But from like, uh, I don't know about the whole apartment. I don't know. Probably not. Depend- well, it depends I on mean, what you want to do. I, I would only hire them to probably clean like the toilet and the bathroom i think and maybe the kitchen you know like areas that i don't really want to clean yeah we did a bathtub before yeah yeah oh you got someone to clean the bathtub yeah but it was like close to a hundred dollars or something oh really oh they like really cleaned it yeah i mean but it was our last place and it wasn't that dirty to begin with but i kind of like started to wonder because we hadn't cleaned it in a while yeah and, did it have uh, like mold and stuff I, well, that's the thing. I didn't want to find out. <laughs> you hadn't used it in yeah. such a long time. So, well, we we'd used it in a while, but we hadn't uh, cleaned where some areas need to be cleaned. You know, <laughs> so we paid somebody to do it. But he actually told us afterwards that it wasn't actually that dirty. So he was but pretty he still, honest he about it. He still charged you like a hundred dollars to clean it. Yeah, but it, I mean, he put like uh, he put like three hours of work into there, like scrubbing, like he cleaned the vents and everything. He, like he basically deconstructed the bottom of the uh the bathtub unit like took it apart and cleaned it and put it all back together oh right so yeah. money money well spent yeah so it wasn't just it like wasn't scrubbing just like scrub- the bathtub or something just spray some some <laughs> yeah. remove mold removal sitting there like reading his magazine or something <laughs> i think that's uh, what i would have done <laughs> yeah well yeah. i just took your whole bath apart by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> two hundred dollars actually i didn't actually see him do it so <laughs> didn't he, hear him do it either. Yeah, it was just, well he was making some noise but he could have been doing just banging on us <laughs> reading his magazine or something yeah so yeah But, I mean, I hope that, uh, I really hope this whole attitude of, like, convenience stores and stuff can change a lot. Because the plastic thing is, is, I mean, it's it's really sad to think about. And, like, it's pretty discouraging to think about how, and, I mean, we have no idea. I mean, they're talking about now, like, nanoplastics or nanoparticles uh, that are used to make plastics. 
like these things are so small, like the one micron or whatever, that they can get into your bloodstream. I mean, they're that small, you know, they can pass through tissue to get in the bloodstream and stuff. And there's obviously no way that I don't think they know yet how that's affecting like humans for one nature, animals and everything as well. You know, do you, do you use like when you're cooking food or like microwaving food, do you use like plastic wrapping, like um, cling film to heat stuff up? I, used I know a lot to. of Japanese people do that. Yeah, I used to. And now I put it in bowls, but like, I, I mean, buy bento yeah. a lot of times too and just throw that in the microwave and, you know, who knows what that's doing. Yeah, yeah, onigiris. Yeah. Right, when they just bang it in the microwave for a minute. Yeah. But it seems like a lot of <clears throat> Japanese people aren't, don't seem to be too concerned about that. Like, I know, like in England, people are, so they don't use um, cling film for putting stuff in a microwave. They put it in like some kind of special. Tupperware, but even that, that's plastic too. So it's probably not as bad as something like cling film, but um, it's, yeah, it still can't be good for you. I mean, plastic is so like, so useful. Oh, so useful. Like utility. I mean, there's so many good things about it, but man, it's just like destroying the planet. Yeah, yeah. Big time, you know. And so. what, I mean, the plastic or <clears throat> is it unburnable, that comes. That's like collected like once, once a week, right? Is it once a week? I think maybe twice because I think it builds up pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think, or maybe in, it is once. I think in our area, it's like, twice. So. In our area, it's once a week. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, but it builds up so quickly. I mean, obviously the the burnable one builds up quick too, which is why it needs to come twice a week. But I'm so surprised how how quick the you know the plastic one builds up. How about reviews? Got any reviews, Berg? Let's have a. So this one is by Adrian Keith via Apple Podcasts, and he says, five stars, title, great hosts, interesting topics and guests, and his review is, I'm not an expat, nor have I ever lived in Japan, but I really enjoy listening to current events or just events in general in Japan. The hosts have a great dynamic and always have great discussions. They've had some really interesting guests come on. For example, Damien and his experience with the Yakuza. The nice thing is that they're up in Sapporo and so many of the blogs, vlogs, YouTubers are in Tokyo. It's nice to hear what life is like up north. Hopefully they can bring Yumi back on a regular schedule as I think she brings great perspective being Japanese. Loving the podcast. Can't wait to hear more. If you have any interest in Japan at all, this should definitely be on your rotation. I look forward to every new episode. Man, that's cool. That's a great review. Yeah, especially... Thanks, Adrian Keith. Yeah, thank you, Adrian. Keith. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because he's saying, like, uh, recognizing that it's a little bit different, uh, the perspective we have, because we are up in Sapporo. And, uh, man, he's hit the nail right on the head about Yumi. She was a great guest. Hopefully we can get her back. Yeah, we'd like to have her back on, too. I think she's... Uh, a bit too busy at the moment but yeah we'll try and get get her back or we'll try and get some more some more japanese people on i think to just to, to get that perspective you know the japanese perspective so we're working on trying to get more guests yeah definitely yeah. more women because they're always very popular but i mean we haven't had any uh japanese guys on yet so maybe at some point we gotta have yeah japanese i mean do you have here. many japanese male friends that could be good on a podcast i mean i don't know that many that can actually speak english well enough 
you know, like all my Japanese male friends, bar one or two, yeah, don't speak English. Yeah, I think, I mean, I have some ideas of guys that have good enough English that could possibly come on, some English teachers I know. Uh, but I don't know, maybe we'll just have to do like uh, some Japanese and translation and stuff yeah, as well, because yeah. I think yeah, they've got could, some interesting things to work. talk about. Cool. Yeah, man. Well, I think uh, I think it's about that time. So uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this talk about recycling and cleanliness. Hope it wasn't. Uh, hope you learned some some interesting information from us. And yeah, remember if you uh, if you like us, leave us a review and rate us on iTunes. That would really help. Share us with your friends and uh, you know Facebook. Twitter, or on Instagram, and uh, yeah, check out our content too. We, you know, Burke especially likes to post things on Facebook, and <laughs> I, I try posting stuff too, man. <laughs> You're posting just as much as I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Th- thanks for tuning, in, everyone. Catch you next time. See you. Thanks. <laughs>